Welcome to the Our Community Listens podcast, where we strengthen relationships and build stronger communities through listening, leadership, care, and service. Learn and partner with us as we imagine a society in which people care about each other first. Explore more at ourcommunitylistens.org. I'm Adam Salgett, and today's topic is behavior. Our emotional reaction to the behaviors of others can either bring us closer or push us apart. Today, we're going to learn about where our perspective comes from and how that influences our behavior. If you want to learn a little more about this topic, consider joining one of our Connect sessions held every third Thursday and fourth Tuesday of the month. We will dig deeper into this podcast topic, engage in conversation, and identify areas we can improve and grow. Joining me today, as she does every other podcast, Sarah Weisbart, leader of curriculum improvement and development. She's here to help us understand this topic a little more. So let's start talking about content a bit, Sarah. But actually, before we get there, how are you today? (laughs) I'm doing well. Um, except I was late today coming to our podcast recording and I'm throwing that out there as an example because being late is a behavior. <laughs> well, I know that the reason you were late was to help us with our podcast. So I graciously understand and no problem here at all. So let's get into, uh, let's get into this a little bit. Let's talk content and tell me about behavior. Okay. So the, the reason I think this is so important to really be able to help people identify is when we look at the behaviors of others, it can be very easy to judge that behavior. And as we were talking before we were ready to record, there is so much judgment and opinion that we're seeing out in the world today about a variety of things. And this can impact family relationships, organizational relationships, just the way that we interact with others. We form judgment based on other people's behaviors. And that has a hard time with relationships. It certainly does. And, and as you mentioned in our kind of pre-talk, we like to try to keep this timeless. But next week is our presidential election. It's a very easy time for people to pass judgment on other people, depending on who they know they're going to vote for, who they even think they might vote for. And it's a difficult time. But this extends past presidential elections or even politics. I mean, like you just mentioned, interpersonal relationships, sitting down at Thanksgiving tables, uh, Christmas time, just everyday conversations of why someone chooses to do what they do. So let's talk a little bit about what happens when someone passes that judgment and what does that look like? Yeah, I'm going to start right with the judgment and then we'll get to the behavior. I don't think people like the word judgment. Right. Even for me to go throughout my day and realize that I have put a judgment word on the situation, it's hard for me to recognize that and admit that. And when we start to be able to identify that the way that we see the world, our perspective, our opinion, our viewpoint is the way that we judge things. It's the way that we assess things. It doesn't mean that I'm a judgmental person. Actually, judgmental is a judgment. <laughs> Little irony there. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I'm a judgmental person. It's just that we naturally go through our everyday life and we assess things. We label them. We have opinions about things. 
And all of that comes from our own needs and our own values. And it's interesting when I think sometimes about passing judgment and trying not to, but passing judgment at certain times in certain situations is almost a necessity to keep us safe or to keep our children safe. But there are times where that judgment can go too far. Well, it's intriguing that you say that because the information that you're taking in when you're determining whether or not a situation is safe or not are all behaviors. That's a good point. Is it dark out? Um, is it a um, difficult part of town? Is it, I mean, it could be any situation. Mm -hmm. um, am I alone? Um, am I a woman? <laughs> am I alone with my kids? I mean, all of those things are factual pieces of information, factual behaviors that then we take in and then assess and then create a judgment around. Um, so yes, absolutely. And that's the relationship between judgment and behavior, I think is what I really want to get to. So if I go to first the sense of the way I see the world, my perspective, my opinions are first based on my values and my needs, the things that are important to me. We'll use this political example as a prime example. If you look at people on either side of an issue, we call it the left and the right, their opinion, their value, their need are going to be completely different than the other one. And so if my value is based on either having a, a more conservative or a more liberal viewpoint, my attitude, my belief system, my opinions are going to generate off of that. It makes sense. Yes. And I think about the differences that I have with certain people and what they see. I don't necessarily have those values. And it could be very simple ones, such as gun control and just whether or not I, I personally don't feel the need to have one. But other people say, well, yeah, I don't need a AK-47, but I want my guns. I want my other guns. And I'm for the most part, I'm like, yep, that should be fine. <laughs> yeah. So there's a range even, like yep. there's a spectrum of um, opinion of those values and how we see what's important to us and what's important to others. When we're talking about judgment and passing judgment, I know an example was just mentioned in a uh, skill snippet that we posted from Jill in South Carolina, where she talked about instead of just calling her sons lazy because of their behavior and leaving it at that, just saying, why are you so lazy? She thought about what is the action that's happening? Because lazy is not truly an action, is it? No, it's not. You can't behave lazy. I can behave. And I think Jill's example was leaving my clothes on the floor. Right. Me being late today, you could have judged that as inconsiderate. You know me. I hope you don't think I'm an inconsiderate person. No. <laughs> But from the behavior of being late, it's so easy for us to wrap a judgment statement around the actual behavior. All we can see from others is their behavior. Right? A behavior can be seen, felt, or heard. Seen, felt, or heard. It is a fact. It's not something that can be argued. It's not an opinion. We joke about putting the teenager test to it. Like if a teenager could be like, well, I didn't do that. <laughs> well, then chances are it's a judgment. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the common judgments that are out there that we often hear people say or use maybe out of um, distress or just, you know, maybe they're exasperated with the situation and they, they start 
throwing judgments on people. Yeah. So some of the ones that we often hear about in class and we'll actually work through as a um, activity are things like inconsiderate, disrespectful, unprofessional. Those are the the key ones that always pop up. What about uh, they don't care about me? Yeah, absolutely. And I think when we you know, it's easy to have like a word that we apply to a judgment, but when you say things like, you know, they don't care about me, that's, um, that's a sense, right? Like that's almost like a, wow, what is that coming from? Where is, where is that feeling? I actually saw this image and maybe we can figure out how to link it to the podcast. I saw this image today from a architect here in Midland, Michigan, Alan B. Dow, and it was an artistic image where on one side of it, it was demonstrating feeling and it had different colors and the colors were all like swirled together. And then on the other side of this image, it had those very same colors and similar shapes, but they were more orderly. And it was then talking about fact. Hmm. When we look at judgment, it's the swirl of the feeling, how we feel about a particular behavior. Yeah. When we look at the fact, it's the behavior. I was late. Right. So being able to sort through and identify specific behaviors to inconsiderate, disrespectful, unprofessional, doesn't care about me, helps us be able to sort through the swirly feeling and say, well, okay, well, what's the behavior? Like, what's the actual thing that is bugging me? Listeners, I want to let you know that there is a upcoming interactive webinar that you can join others across the whole country and world. It's called, What is Really Bugging Me? Where we work on identifying specific behaviors and avoiding judgment and learn why that is crucial if we want to create connection and understanding. These webinars will always take place on the second Thursday, third Tuesday, and fourth Saturday of each month. Be sure to look for more information on our website at ourcommunitylessons.org. Sarah, as we continue our discussion here, my next question is, why is identifying behavior so important? Well, the thing is, the only thing I can actually change, me personally, is my behavior. Told you, you know, some of our judgments come from our own values and our needs. Well, that's actually where our behaviors come from as well. It's very unlikely that I'm going to change a value. It's unlikely that I my need is going to change. So if the only thing I can actually change is my behavior, if I'm asking someone else to change, the only thing I can ask them to change is their behavior as well. So when we approach somebody and we're asking them to change your behavior, we're kind of getting into the next step of a lot of our teachings and communication course, which is confrontation. Yeah. That's essentially what asking someone to change is. Mm -hmm. We're just starting a conversation. We happen to call it confrontation because we're approaching someone and saying, hey, your behavior (laughs) had this impact, which we'll talk about next month. If I really want that person to change and I need them to change, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be having this conversation if I didn't need them to change. (laughs) I have to tell them what's the behavior I want them to change. 
That's the only way I have any opportunity of success of creating an opportunity for them to actually change. Let's get back to some of the judgment words that you brought up because I think like we mentioned already, it's really easy to fall into judgment, but let's talk about those before we get into how to change our behavior. Yeah. So this is why I love being able to tease out the behaviors that we tend to put a label of judgment upon, because if I want someone to change being disrespectful, I actually have to say to them, what's the behavior they want to change. And if I say you're being disrespectful, they're going to argue that that's an opinion. That's just going to cause greater divide. But if I come in with, well, when you talk, when I'm talking, I feel disrespected. Or when you, well, it's hard to confront the guy on the road, right? Like when you cut me off (laughs) driving down the road, that's a behavior. I use disrespectful a lot in a youth environment. I, it's really one of my, my trigger words because I feel like we are often judging our youth as being disrespectful. And so when I work with youth, I really like to be able to identify when you're talking, when I'm talking, when you didn't raise your hand in the classroom. Um, when you don't give me eye contact, when you're shuffling papers, when I'm trying to tell you something, anything along those lines. Yes. All behaviors. Remember, behaviors can be seen, felt, or heard. Yep. And so the on the flip side, when I see behaviors that are respectful, I acknowledge those too. I appreciate you raising your hand. That was very respectful. We can use the behavior again as a reinforcement of wanting to see more behaviors like that. There are times where, um, and this could be its own little topic or my own little soapbox. I feel like we don't tell people when they're doing things that we appreciate or that we like um, nearly, nearly enough as opposed to when they bother us or when they need to make a change or we see them needing to make a change. It's something I try to do a little bit in my life. I I think there's a lot of people who definitely do, but if, if you're out there listening to this, I implore you take 10 seconds out of your day to tell somebody something that they're doing well. Let's just see how they react because you're going to get, you're going to get a pretty deep reaction and it's not only going to make them feel good. I bet you any money, it's going to make you feel good. No, absolutely. Adam. And we use the same formula in our webinar series. We're in the midst of an effective confrontation series right now. And we talk about feeling behavior and impact. We use that same formula to do recognition messages. Yes. And so being able to identify those behaviors that you want to see repeated is really crucial and communicating that exactly what you're saying, communicating that to people. You know, some of the other judgment words we had were unprofessional Right. So you could you could look at behaviors of unprofessional to be showing up late for work, um, typos in a report. Um, It could be a dress code issue. It could be a a virtual environment Mm -hmm. issue Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, your virtual background, you know, whatever that's conveying and just, you know, trying to come up with some very specific things that you can point to that you would want someone to change their behavior. Again, remembering that a behavior is seen, felt, or heard. You have to be able to act out the behavior. And when you put a judgment word out there, if you can't act it out, that's that moment of saying, okay, well, what is, 
what's the thing that they're doing? What are the words that they use? What's their tone of voice? What's what happened that is causing me to have this reaction, this feeling of it's unprofessional or it's disrespectful? Having the ability to self-check is interesting because it's easy, even for me, who I feel like oftentimes I try to do that self-check. I think to myself, okay, what, why, what's bothering me right now? Is, is it just a headache or is it something else that I can manage and take care of in a different way? Is it work? Is it family? Is it just too much noise at the current time? Having that ability to self-check is important, especially when we're talking about judgment. Tell me a little bit more about how we can work on adjusting that judgment. So it is hard. I always feel this is my message of hope for our listeners, right? (laughs) We talk about stuff and I'm like, it's great. It's wonderful to improve relationships, but guess what? It's a lot of work. Well, people say, and I always believe if anything's worth it, it's going to take work, right? (laughs) So you, you mentioned, I think the the first key thing is the self-awareness and being aware of, well, what state am I in? Like what's going on for me? And I'm going to take it back to the values and the needs again. The moment I have some sort of emotional reaction, and we talked about feelings last month, the minute I have some sort of emotional reaction, I pause and be like, oh, well, that's interesting. What's that about? Is it because their behavior is a problem and it has an impact that I can identify that then I want to talk to them about? Is it because their behavior is triggering some sort of value or need on my part that I'm like, ooh, I don't agree with that. Well, okay, well, that's interesting. Let's talk about that. Is it because I have a need that needs to be met and they're not doing it? And so maybe it's something I need to work on. It's first pausing and recognizing that trigger, that moment, and starting to almost really have a really deep vocabulary of judgment words. The moment they come out of my mouth, and normally they have like AL at the end of them, disrespectful, like inconsiderate, like those words, like when we're putting like the AL or the full or the thing, the Y at the end of it, those are usually judgment words. So stopping and being like, oh, well, that's interesting. That's a judgment word. What behavior? What's the thing that they're doing? Pausing and being like, seen, felt, heard. If I had to talk to this person about this, what would I tell them? I would ask them to change. Right. And then in my mind, determining, do you need to? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, it's, it's going back to that self-assessment. Like, is this my issue or is it their issue? Right. Or do I need to make it an issue? And that goes back to our three moves, right? Do I accept it? Do I change the situation or do I ask for change? Right. As we wrap up the podcast today, what is your key takeaway for our listeners? Adam, my key takeaway is that first, I really want our listeners to remember that a behavior is seen, felt, and heard. It's, it's a concrete thing, um, something that can be acted out. And then for me, it's really about recognizing when one of my values or needs has been triggered and that I'm judging people because of that and taking that pause, like you mentioned and being like, okay, is this, is this about me and something I can work on? Maybe I'm the one that needs to change or is this something I can go and ask for change around? 
and identify that behavior that I want to ask for change on. Sarah, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us and, and talk to our listeners. Tell me about next month's topic. Well, next month's topic is going to be about impact. Remember, I mentioned the formula of feeling behavior impact. Well, we're moving on to that next next factor of a change message or a confrontation message of impact, which is essentially why should someone care, right? So if I told you I feel this way about your behavior, what's the impact then of that behavior? Why should I care to change? So we're going to talk more in depth about impact next month. And why should I care? <laughs> no, honestly, I do. Uh, <laughs> no, that's, that's legit. Right? <laughs> like, no, seriously, we can totally leave this in as an outtake because here's the thing I feel. When when people say, when you, I feel, it usually comes back like, well, I'm sorry, sorry you feel that way. Right. And we've stepped into this in the past and obviously we're wrapping up this podcast and we'll touch on it more, but we've stepped into it before where we've talked about make it apply to them if you know you can. Absolutely. We're going to tie that all together next month. All right. Sounds good. If you have any suggestions about subjects for our podcast, feel free to reach out through our Facebook page. And if you're interested in taking a class, visit ourcommunitylistens.org. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. And don't forget, each word, each action, each silent moment of listening sends a message. Therefore, you are the message.